0: Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London, I'm Suzanne Blumson. Today we're looking at IBM's £34 acquisition of Red Hat, the biggest transaction in the computer company's history. Malcolm Moore discusses what chief executive Ginny Rometty is hoping to achieve and whether the gamble will pay off with Richard Waters, our West Coast editor. Richard, Red Hat isn't a household name. Can you tell us a bit about them? What do they do?
1: Well, Red Hat is the leading company in something called open source software. Now, this has a long history in the tech industry. It goes back about 20 years. The idea that rather than pay a company for the code that it writes, volunteer developers will write programs and everyone can use them. And it sounds very kind of libertarian kind of idea. And it was at the beginning. But actually, it's become a very practical way to create software and a surprising number of the world's most important it systems now actually rest on foundations of open source software and so red hat doesn't make money from selling software because it's all free but it does make money from helping people integrate the software and and providing patches and helping them support the software and helping them train and various things like that So it's actually a company that's grown up on this kind of open source movement and it's by far the most successful company to emerge in that area.
0: So it's basically a services company then?
1: Uh, Yes, services, consulting, some technology. Although most of the software is free, there are things around the edges that you need to make it all work together. Um, But yeah, a lot of services.
0: Okay, and how does that fit with what IBM is trying to do?
1: Well, I think if you take a step back here, I think the key question for any IT company is relevance. These companies are selling to very big corporate customers, to governments that build very big and complex IT systems. They look to a handful of core vendors to supply them with their technology and services. And IBM's success over many decades has been to stay relevant, that companies look to it as a core supplier. And that went through the mainframe era and then later into more modern technologies. Now, the risk for IBM is that it's becoming less relevant, that people aren't looking to IBM's technology anymore because the cloud has come along, cloud computing. And we all know that Amazon Web Services, Google, Microsoft, these are the companies that are running the big new cloud platforms that are starting to soak up more and more of the world's IT. And IBM is kind of running behind in this game. And so although they're still a very big and important supplier of technology to companies' own data centers, they're not really anywhere in the cloud yet. And so what they really need to do is make themselves more relevant and adding this open source software. And this is quite a complex subject, but essentially their bet is that they can re-engineer quite a lot of their products and services And that all of their customers will suddenly see, actually, IBM is more core to our budgets than we thought. And this is actually, therefore, going to lift them into the next generation of computing. So it's a really big bet. It's a really important bet.
0: Right. And Ginny Rometty has been talking a lot about what she calls the hybrid cloud. Can you tell me a little bit about what the hybrid cloud is?
1: (laughs) Well, there's a lot of jargon in IT. We all know that. But essentially, the way to think about it is that what Amazon did very well and has now been followed by some of these other internet companies is it said to a lot of big corporate users of IT, look, you don't have to build more data centers and put more technology in your own data centers. Just give us your computing workloads and we'll run them in our data centers because we're Amazon. We've got these massive internet data centers we can use. And they've just taken all that workload off companies, relieved them of it and just charged them a service fee. That's called the public cloud cloud for some reason, because it's not public. All that data doesn't go out to the public. But anyway, it's called the public cloud. Now, IBM is betting that for most companies, they've got a massive sunk cost in their existing infrastructure. And for decades, they're going to carry on using their own data centers, even if they put some of their work in this public cloud. And so IBM's bet is, look, we can engineer it so that some of your computing happens in the public cloud. Some of it happens in your own data center. This is a hybrid cloud and that if we have the technologies that help those two things glue together better, that move your workloads, your computing tasks efficiently between the two, this is a much better world for you to be in than just trying to handle Amazon Web Services, which is, you know, something alien and out there and takes a lot of integration, but we can do it for you. Right.
0: And is that where Red Hat comes in, in helping the transition for companies between their own private servers and the public cloud?
1: Well, it is, but it's this is not a slam dunk for IBM. These two companies do not fit together and answer the cloud question. So IBM itself has been playing defensively for the last few years, trying to protect its business in data centers. And obviously that ground is eroding, so it's falling behind. Its revenues have been falling for years. Red Hat, basically a lot of its business is supporting Linux, the Linux operating system, this open source operating system, which is used both in clouds and in data centers. But that business isn't the future. The future is all the other technologies that sit on top of that, that help people manage workloads. And so this is much newer business for Red Hat. They haven't been doing that much of it for very long. But what they're trying to do is find ways to make it easier to shift those workloads from a corporate data center into the cloud back again and create this common framework that spans both. The technology analysts, the Wall Street analysts are all quite excited about this because Red Hat really does have an interesting take on the future and how it thinks the future should evolve. But it's very, very, very early days. And so Red Hat is not the answer to the cloud yet. But IBM is betting that if it brings along all its own customers and all its own business, that together with Red Hat, they can engineer this hybrid cloud, this future that will stick. But, you know, they've got a lot of work to do.
0: So, I mean, it sounds like an awfully large gamble and they're paying a very high premium. I think they've offered $34 billion for Red Hat and that's over 60% of the current market valuation. What's your view on whether this is good value for money?
1: Well, there are various measures to look at that on. You know, you can look at it on a pure financial basis. It's expensive, but everything's expensive in the stock market right now. Maybe Red Hat's trying to lock in its valuation before the market goes down. But I think a more important question goes back to this question of relevance. IBM needs something. Ginny Rometty, who's been running the company for seven years, has been too cautious. She's been watching IBM's position erode. This isn't quite a bet the farm kind of deal because IBM does have a solid business. It isn't just going to disappear overnight. But this is a huge strategic and financial risk out of all proportion to the things that she's done in the past. And it reflects just the sheer need that IBM has to put itself right in the middle of you know its customers' considerations about their future of their IT. So very out of character with everything we've seen from IBM, which is in recent years, become very much a financial engineering company. You know, it's kept its stock price buoyant, or at least to the extent it has been able to support its stock price, by buying back shares, by boosting its dividend through various methods like that. Now it's saying, look, we realise we've got to just borrow a lot of money. We've got to take a much bigger risk and go for the future. So it's it's a real moment in that history.
0: So finally then, is it going to work, Richard?
1: Well, that's the really tough one. So leave aside all the execution issues trying to get these two very different technology companies to stick together and this is the fact that it's much bigger than any deal IBM's ever done the real bet here is that companies don't want to get locked into Google or Amazon or Microsoft that these big new clouds that are emerging will tie companies in in a way that they just feel overcommitted and big customers have always tried to use multiple technology vendors. So IBM will now have an alternative proposition. And it's I think it'll be a very appealing proposition to its customers that you know come and use our services. You'll be able to plug into any of the public clouds. You'll be able to plug into Amazon or Google, but we're running this hybrid cloud framework that you're depending on. You won't be locked into anybody. That is a really powerful message for IT buyers. So I think, you know, they're onto something. They're definitely onto something. They've just got to make it work. And when you think that it's going to take them until the latter part of next year to even get this deal done... The IT world moves really fast. Every other company will be repositioning themselves against this new force. And then they've got to make it all work. So they're digging in in the right place, but I think they've got a real challenge ahead of them.
0: Thanks very much, Richard.
1: Pleasure to talk to you.
0: That was Malcolm Moore talking to Richard Waters in San Francisco. And you can find a link to Richard's article on the deal in our show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another news feature tomorrow. In the meantime, look out for our news headline show called FT News Briefing, which you can find on all the usual podcast platforms and at ft.com newsbriefing.